Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Power of Women series on the Nice Center podcast. Today, we hear from Sierra Stockland, an entrepreneur has kind of, who has kind of done it all. She's been on many different entrepreneur journeys that inspire me, and I'm sure you too. She was on this podcast a few episodes back and shared a small portion of her journey, but today we are going to dive into much more. Thank you, Sierra, for coming on the show again. Yeah, hi. I'm glad to be here. Okay, so let's kind of get right into it. What... Well, this one's going to be kind of hard. What is your business or what do you all do? Because you have your hand in a lot of different pots. I do. And you know what? I have a lot of trouble perfecting my elevator pitch because <laughs> I have never quite. Yeah, I'm always doing something different. So I would say um, my main focus right now is that I'm a coach for boutique and wholesale um, small businesses. So really inventory-based businesses. I work with them one-on-one, but I have a couple other projects going on too. You always have something going on. Um, Okay, so what are those different types of services you offer in your coaching? I mean, is there a, you know, give us your list. Yeah, so I have kind of my signature product, um, which would be the group coaching. So that runs about four months, and it's really awesome. We just grab a small group of boutique or wholesalers. Um, So far, they've all been women, but I'm sure at some point we'll have some guys join in. Um, Usually a group of 10 ladies or less, and we work through the fundamentals of a business. So we get right into the numbers, which freak a lot of people <laughs> out, but I try to simplify them and make them help tell but a story. But that's what people need too. Yes, Because it is do. so scary. They kind of need someone to just say, it's not that bad. Yes. Let's take a breath. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the numbers won't eat you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's kind of the signature product. And then I work one-on-one with people just perfecting their brand strategies, um, again, through the number side of their business. Perfect. You got lots going on. Yeah. And I work for Sierra actually too. So I see all of this stuff on the other side. Um, But what made you kind of want to start that part of the business? Because you've done a lot of different things. So what kind of made you think this is my next journey? Yeah. (laughs) Well, actually I fought it quite um, heavily for a while. I really didn't want to do the coaching side. I think a lot of insecurity on my side. Um, just wondering if I could really do a good job for people and what would the expectations be? And what if you have clients that aren't very nice and you know, all of those things you think through. And so the easiest route was to just say, I'm not going to do it. But then, you know, through some of the other ventures I have going on, I would meet these women in business and they would ask me questions and I would love to have the conversations. And I got to a point where I'm like, you know, I know I can help them. And so it's selfish to not, to keep saying no, when I know that I have information that can be helpful. And so I started with a small beta group, super beautiful, positive women that gave me kind of that kick of, you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. The confidence. Yes. That's awesome. Um, so how did you, you kind of went from, well, not being afraid to do it, but just not wanting to a little bit. Um, so what kind of, I guess that confidence made you start, but was there anybody who supported you that kind of gave you that push to start or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I think I've always loved mentorship and I've loved relationship building in business. So that part of coaching came really natural for me. Um, And so I think along my whole entrepreneurial journey, I've always had people who have invested in me, you know, who have said, yes, I will take the phone call. Yes, I will answer your email. I'd love to sit down with you. Um, And so I like the relationship piece. And so I think drawing on that experience for me of what worked really well for me when I was struggling or stressed out or just needed a little bit of help. And then one of my clients, actually, um, through the Boutique Box, which is another project I have, she's a boutique owner, 
Um, she was she's gone through hardship herself, personal hardship, and she just really inspired me to keep doing what you do well and do it better and not be afraid to say yes to things. So I would say past mentors and then a current client were really my inspiration. And I think that also makes you so good at what you do because you have so much past experiences with mentors. That's kind of what you're doing right now. So you've had a lot of practice, but you've been on both sides, which really helps you too, I think. Yes. I think one thing that's really important for coaches um, or consultants is to have empathy for the client. I and like that. yes, and I know what it's like to not know my numbers. I know what it's like to have no idea where to go for the information or to do things really wrong and really screw them up and pay big prices for that. Um, I know what it's like to win and that feeling. And I know what it's like to feel alone mm-hmm. in small business. And so that's what the part that I love is the relationship when I get to know these ladies and where they are. And I'm like, I remember feeling like that. <laughs> I can help you with that. And that's really um, important that you, you point on that where, you know, you have been there, which kind of, I think sometimes it can be difficult to not want other people to feel the shame for Cause you don't need to feel right. shameful for being right. where you are. Everyone's been there and being encouraging instead or supportive or, being honest about, yes. okay, you do need to know your numbers, but let me help you get there. Yes. And I love, I always tell people when I start with them, I love messes. So I feel like I thrive in <laughs> chaos. Like I'm able to look at chaotic situations and say, okay, let's make a plan. And so when people start with me and they're embarrassed, like you said, like, oh, I don't have those reports or I've never recorded it. Great. Awesome. We're starting today. Yeah. No worries. Like, let's make a plan. It's all good. So that's really, that probably gives them a little bit of confidence too, that like, okay, I am not by myself in this. Yes. I'm not the only one. Yes. Um, what about what was the hardest part about starting? Um, starting the coaching side yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, I think just the insecurity of, I wouldn't say imposter syndrome. We talk about that a little bit in small business, but something similar, similar. of like, why would you ask me? Like, why would you pay me? For and I was going to say the pain part is the hard part. Cause like yes. you said, you've done it before where people ask you questions. You just had conversations, but that is your time. That is your knowledge. Right. That's everything. So you do need to be paid. But I think that happens a lot where we're like, wait, am I, am I worth it? Yeah. Yeah. Should they be paying me money? Yes. Yeah. Um, but speaking of money, this was when I started my business, this was the biggest thing I was like. What, what do I spend my money on when I first start a business? And I think it would be really helpful to have a podcast where we do ask some of these questions from entrepreneurs because everyone's you know experience is different, but I feel like some of these fundamental things are probably the same. So yes. this could really be anything on any of your businesses, but what do you think is worth spending your money on when it comes to starting a business, whether it be lawyers, accountants, graphic designers, which one is like make sure you hire these right away. Yes. Um, I think for sure the people that went to school for a specialty that you did not, (laughs) Um, you know, so like in accounting, I think finding a good accountant, setting up things correct from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously lawyers, you know, getting your ducks in a row with how you're structured and things like that. Um, There's some things like with marketing, you can self learn. Mm -hmm. So, um, I don't think it's ever a good idea to just go out and say, here's my budget, do whatever. Like, yeah. I think it's good to know your business um, and then hire people that fit your style. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely the professionals that can do the job that you necessarily weren't trained for. But on the other side of that, I think it's not very wise when you just hand things off and you don't know your business. Yeah, you don't know what... Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. When I, That was one thing I did too is 
luckily I have like a family friend as an accountant, but I was asking so many questions and I was like writing things down because yeah, like you said, if you just hand it over and you have no clue what they're doing, that's a little scary. It can be very it's your dangerous baby. too. Yes. And so you don't have to input everything in QuickBooks to be able to produce the P&L, but as a business owner, you better know how to read the P&L. That's scary. Okay. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. And no, I did not for a long time. No, yeah. And so then what happens is if you get a professional working with you and they do something that's not the best for your business, you have no idea what you're looking True. at. Um, and you tend to avoid things. I always say too, you know, sometimes we talk about like people needing to know their numbers in small business. And so you think like, oh, startups or something like that. But sometimes when you're doing really well, you also like money and cash hides mistakes. And that's so, a very good point. Yes. Yeah, so I have clients too that are doing amazing. Like they've been in business for a while and they're making money. They're doing awesome. And they don't know the bones of their business because it's always done well. So that's something to really think about as well. It's not always just brand new business yeah, owners. That's a very good point. I didn't even think of that. Um, what about, so you said kind of, you know, what are the good ones to spend your money on in the beginning, but what about, how do you go about finding them? Because they are such foundational pieces. Yes. You know, where do you find these good lawyers, these good accounts? Cause I was completely lost for a lawyer. Yeah. I was like, you know, you Google lawyers in, you know, Fargo, whatever. And I'm like, I have no idea. I think when you hire professionals, you need to hire them like you're hiring a team. So I look at my vendors as my team. You know, when I um, talk to my clients, a lot of them don't have team members. They're, they work on their own. And so they're like, oh, I don't have any team. I don't need to. Nope, you do need to talk and think about yeah. this because all of your vendors are also your team. So if you're looking for a lawyer, you should interview multiple That's a great lawyers point. and you should ask for references. You know, talk to the small business owners that you know that are successful and say, what did you do? Yeah. Where do you find your people? Who do you have? Um, put a lot of research in it. Don't just Google it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You can Pro start tip. by Googling, yes. but then well, yeah. to get your list, but yeah, then that's a good point to and interview make multiple. vendors work for yeah. your business. You that's know, a very good point. Yeah. Well, and that's true. Cause you're spending, I have learned you're spending a lot of money for some of yes. those, which it's worth it. But yeah, you need to be careful where you are spending your money. Yes. Um, going back to kind of like the self-doubt and kind of like the imposter syndrome we talked about how do you kind of maneuver through that and get past it um some of it you just need to slap yourself sometime and say <laughs> quit having a pity party <laughs> you know <laughs> I love that um you know I think surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you all the time um people that you aspire to be like or to mm -hmm. have you know a similar business to them asking questions continuing to learn all of those things, I think, push you. And then I had a mentor of mine, actually, so intelligent, this gal. Um, she told me once, Sierra, if your palm, palms are not sweaty, you need to, you're not in the right place. You're not doing the right thing. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> She's like, your palms should be sweaty. In other words, you yeah. should always be pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. Like, if it starts to not make you nervous anymore, you're not pushing yourself enough. So I think just keeping that in mind, like, you should be a little nervous. And it, that's yeah. a healthy way to when grow. When it's rewarding, too, when... You are a little nervous. And then say you, you accomplish something. Yes, you get more like, confident. I'm cool. I can do this. Yeah. <laughs> That's so true. I love that. What about, um, what's the best advice you've gotten on your journey? Um, probably that piece of, you know, not, 
always surrounding yourself with yeah. smart people, like not being the smartest person in the room. Someone told me that once and I was like, you know, that's really good thing. When you are, then you need to find more people because you, you learn up to what you surround yourself mm-hmm. with. So I think that was probably one of the best pieces of advice. Um, yeah, I mean, that's probably the one that really stuck with me. I think another thing someone told me once was that we don't fail. We just learn. And so like when that. you have those moments of like, that did not turn out the way I wanted it to, this does not look like the plan I put in place. What can I learn from it? So constantly evaluating yourself, measuring yourself against what you wanted to do and figuring out how to do it better. I like the idea of not calling it failing, but learning, because mm-hmm. I think failure has a lot of, you know, bad mojo with it. Yeah. But when you say learn, That sounds a lot better. It does. And it's not as scary. It's not as shameful. And that's a mindset though. Yeah. Like we have to have that mindset that, yeah, this isn't the way that I wanted it to turn out, but what can I learn from it? And then taking um, accountability for your success and your failure. I always tell my clients that you can't just own the success. You have to own the hard lessons also um, because that's how you're going to grow. I like that too. Um, So employees can be you know, a big part of a business. And it can also be a very scary decision when you're, you know, going from all by yourself to I can't do this by myself anymore. That's a big, big window to open, basically. Um, So how many employees do you have? I don't have any now. I only have awesome contractors like you. (laughs) (laughs) I swore I would never have employees again. We'll see if that, yeah. Um, at At my height, I had... Uh, between 12 and 15. Some of them were part-time, so give or take. Um, Yeah, and it was awesome. I loved providing jobs, you know, and helping gals. A lot of my girls were right out of college, like giving them their start to their career. Super, super empowering for me to have that. Um, But I also like the freedom of just working with contractors, saying, here's a job I have. Does that make sense for you? I think there's different seasons in everyone's entrepreneurial journey, and I like the season I'm in right now. I like that. That's... I guess I didn't think of that. It's not like you're, when you have a bunch of employees, it's not like you're tied down, but you it's know. just a different kind it's a, of responsibility yeah. and it's just different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about when you did have um, other employers or even your contractors? Cause you still, you know, if you're paying them, they still have to do a job. Uh, what did you learn about being a boss to others? Did you learn anything about yourself, about your teaching style? You know, um, I will never forget this. One of my best employees, I love her. She was so loyal, such a hard worker. And she was brave enough to confront me one day and said, Sierra, I really need you to stop what you're doing when I ask you a question and look at me and answer. Oh. Yeah. And she said it in such a respectful way. And I trusted her because she was amazing. Yeah. Right? So it wasn't like a sassy and she was lazy, whatever. Like the situation was great. And she had the, the right to speak to me. And I'll never forget that. Because I, you know me, like I've got a bazillion things going on and I move really fast and I talk really fast. And I think that was kind of an eye opener for me. And I hope from that conversation that I changed and just gave more time Mm -hmm. to my people, like just stop what you're doing and look at me so that I know that you heard me. It's more personal. Yeah. And it makes, I think it maybe even makes you feel more appreciated too, that you are, you know, not just another person. You're not doing just another job. Yep. That's. I like that. That was huge. I would say um, my leadership came from doing things wrong and then seeing how I could do it better. Um, Another employee, super loyal guy, she was with me for 10 years, almost 10 years. I had bought her an award, a 10-year award and everything, and she quit right before and went somewhere else. And it was 
devastating. And she knows that I share this story all the yeah. time. I wrote about it. Yeah. So she's good with it. And it was devastating for me. And at first it was like, oh my goodness, how could you do that? You know, I was your boss and your friend and blah, 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 blah. And then I had to look at myself and say, you know, what did I do that didn't give her a place to feel like she could stay? Why did she want to move on? Mm-hmm. You know, in that introspection. And that really taught me that you need to give your people their own life. Yeah. Because as a small business owner, your business is your life. Like you're consumed, but you think about it all the time. Um, but not your employees. Like yeah. that's their job. And they need to do a great job when they're with you, but you need to give them the space to live. And I did not do a good job at that for many years. I think that's a really good thing for people to learn. Hopefully when they hear these things, they learn them before it happens to them. But even just being an employee, that's what I've learned is my first job. I was really lucky to have somebody who, I mean, I was an employee, but you know, it was Christmas gifts. It was Christmas bonuses. It was very thoughtful notes. She'd leave me. She would always, you know, I mean, everyone feels appreciation a different way, but I definitely like the, the praise or the gifts, I was like, oh, I'm doing a good job. Yeah. Everything's okay. But no, it's really important to do that because like you said, if they aren't feeling like they're appreciated, they're not going to stay. Or if you make the expectation, like what you expect of yourself becomes their expectation, that's not fair. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, What about, so say you are going to have employees or past when you had employees, what did you look for in a in a potential employer, what would you look for now? So I don't have a college degree. So, um, and if people do, that's awesome. Like I didn't know that I wish actually. I, yeah, no, I don't. <laughs> I went to like three and a half semesters worth. Um, I was too antsy for college. It's, it's yeah. a commitment. <laughs> it is. Um, and I'm more of a doer instead of a, I like to learn, but anyway, whole yes. other topic. Well, you learn by doing. Um, I do. That's Different. my style. Mm-hmm. And I like to ask questions and meet people. Yes. That's how I like to learn relationship. Um, and so let me see. What was your question? That's really well, funny. What do you look for in a potential okay. employee? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've never done that on an interview before. Forgot the question. That's okay. Um, so for me, that's the style that I like to attract. I like to attract people that are willing to try things new. Like to me, you don't have to have the entire resume of I've done all these mm-hmm. 10 things. So now hire me for these 10 things. If you've done a couple things kind of sort of like mm-hmm. that, or if you're willing to try. Mm -hmm. I love people who are really good communicators. That's super important to me. Um, and I just learned like, that's not a good or bad thing. Like if you respond to email or text right away, that's just my style. Mm -hmm. And I know like, because it's my style, if I hire people that don't respond the way that I do, it'll irritate me and that won't work. So I, I, yeah. (laughs) And so I think those things, like I just look for people that are happy and kind Mm -hmm. and nice and willing to try stuff and are positive. I don't like complaining. <laughs> I don't like people that say I can't, yeah. you know, be willing to say like, that's really odd, but sure, I'll try it, you know? What's funny so. is when you're explaining all these ad- adjectives for what you look for, the only thing I'm thinking of is your business, your brand. Like, uh-huh. I feel like you're describing your business and your brand. So Interesting. Yeah. But and I mean, you're a brand lady, so <laughs> you would kind of know that. <laughs> I mean, I guess so, but I that's just when you were saying that, I was like, oh, but I, you know, I'm sure that's... Your employees do represent your brand, so it's very important to right. hire people who represent, think like me. Yeah. Because yeah, that's that's who's going to go out and mm-hmm. do most of the work in front of people. Yeah. So, um, okay. So kind of back to the business. What is unique about your coaching business? Um, I think I just I don't have a lot of fluff. I like meat. Mm-hmm. I want it to be worth people's while. Yeah. So I never want them to spend money coaching with me and feel like she just tells us to 
yeah. be positive and gives us a good <laughs> quote for the day. You know, I'm like, let's get in and let's figure it out. And the um, scary stuff like the numbers. Messes just yeah. don't really make me nervous. Um, I'm very, very optimistic. So when I look at something, I always feel like I can fix it or I can help you fix it. So I think that's a really good thing to have in a coach. Mm -hmm. Someone that says, yes, I know you're really discouraged, but I'm not. Like, here's <laughs> what we can do with it. Let's think outside the box. Yeah. Um, and then I don't know if you know anything about the Colby test. It's a really in interesting, you know, there's like disc and all of those. Colby's kind of not that well known. I'm have to look it up. You need to with a K, Colby okay. with a K. Anyway, it talks all about like how you're wired and created and and how are you made and then how do you live in how you're made. So I'm made a certain way, like, you know, yep. I have a very distinct yep. personality. And so I should be doing that, those things that make me thrive. Anyway, so on that assessment, like I'm rated really, really high in quick start, which is like, it didn't work out. Fine. We'll start yeah. over. It didn't yeah. work out. No problem. We'll start over. Um, which most people are not. So yeah. I think that that's really an interesting. I need to take this now. You Is should. I think it's like $40. Okay. It's 35 so, or $40. Really interesting, it's though. very interesting. So quick start is something that I'm, re I'm rated very, very, yeah. like the highest you can be. I think that's important in a coach. Yeah. Like, okay, this didn't work out. That's fine. Let's reevaluate it. Let's think it. Today's a new day. Yeah. Smile. Give it's them good. a push. Give yeah. them a push. Because I think then they get, yep. you know, maybe a little scared. They get a little timid. Yes. But you're there. You're like, no, it's fine. We're it's just going to go right into it. Yes. <laughs> and then I think the other important piece is that I've done it. I think a lot of people like to yeah. give advice, but they haven't done it. They haven't lived it. Or they've lived a experience. success story, but they haven't lived the hard yeah. stuff. And I've lived the really, really hard stuff. Mm -hmm. So that's where that empathy can come yeah. in. Like, I get it. Mm -hmm. And I, that's, I mean, I say the power and experience. I really, like, it's hard to take someone seriously if they haven't gone through it themselves. Yes. A little bit. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so to kind of end, what can we see from your business in the future? I know it's you not know, the I end. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so with Boutique Box, which is a subscription box for boutique owners, um, we actually, I actually sold it, which is super cool. That was one of my goals. Um, and so I'm staying on to transition it. So that over the next five, six months, I think with the new brand and so forth, it's going to explode. And I'm really excited to see kind of as I finish out that chapter, what that looks like and what it can offer to the boutique world. Um, I think for the coaching side of it, I don't know. I mean, I used to struggle and stress and push so hard on everything. And I'm not someone that doesn't push. Like I'll always have that personality, yeah. but I'm really content now to let it grow how it grows, you know, to do what Organic. I know I can do, to put in my day's work, be done and spend time with my family. Yeah. And if they're here tomorrow, they're here and I'll help them. Yeah. Um, and I think it was awesome over Christmas. I've never done this in the life of my small business. I took the whole week off Yeah. and they were all there. When I came back, everything's, well, they're having great. Christmas too. They were, you know, you know, and so we stress and strain mm -hmm. and we push and shove and are we really better off at the end of the day? So I think, you know, just working smart and seeing, saying yes to good opportunities and we'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I'm very excited to see what we see from you in the future and yes. hopefully I will be there to see it. Yes. Well, um, you're going to help me <laughs> keep pushing along. So, well, thank you good. for coming on the podcast again today. And yeah, look forward to the next episodes to come on this series.